So I'm so happy to be here with you this evening. Thank you to Father Jack and to all of you for that great welcome. When I was first announced or told to me that I would be pastor here at St. Peter's, I went through a lot of different emotions. I was kind of shocked at first, then I became a bit nervous, but ultimately I became very happy because coming back to St. Peter's for me is like coming back to home, returning to my family. So I think some of you will know that I grew up in this parish. Uh, I was baptized in this parish. I altar served in this parish. I used to sit kind of over there, and it's very surreal, actually, and watch the priest preaching. Sometimes I'd fall asleep, which the servers today, of course, would never do. But I grew up here. Um, I also got involved here for the first time in youth ministry. So it's really a joy for me to come back here, and I know I have large shoes to fill. I was formed in my faith here by the wonderful Oblate Fathers. So I, I, I sense the responsibility of being here, but I also come to this with great joy and with great happiness to be here with you. And I find it quite providential that we have the readings we do for today. Because in the readings today, I think we hear about two values, kind of two virtues that should be expressed in every Christian community, in every parish. And these values are hospitality and discipleship. And these are two values that I always experienced very strongly during my time at St. Peter's. In the first reading, we see the importance of hospitality, of welcome, of serving the others. In the reading today, on our first reading from Genesis, we hear about this beautiful story of the Lord coming to visit Sarah and Abraham. And they provide incredible service to the Lord. They provide the best food. They're hurrying around to serve the Lord. If there was a, an award given to number one hosts, they would receive it. And we might think to ourselves, perhaps, okay, that's easy for them. Of course, they're going to provide such great hospitality. It was God, after all. I would do the same. But the interesting thing, I think, or one of the interesting things about this reading is that it's clear to us, the reader, that it's the Lord. We're told that at the very beginning. But it is not clear to Abraham and Sarah that it is the Lord. This is kind of a little bit of a test for them. There's a test to see if they will treat this stranger, this foreigner, with hospitality, who turns out to ultimately be God himself. The hospitality that Abraham and Sarah give, they ultimately pass the test, and they are rewarded with the enunciation that they will have a son, Isaac, to be born. Hospitality, welcome, such important values. Pope Francis in recent years has been emphasizing this, that more and more Parishes can be places that welcome all people, kind of encourage all to come in, have open doors, especially those who are on the, to those who are on the margins, that parishes are called to be a family, a welcoming place. In the gospel, we see that even though hospitality is so important, so central, even perhaps more central to this is discipleship, following Jesus. Everything kind of in our life should flow from this, including our life of hospitality. Now, I always feel bad for Martha when I hear this gospel, and perhaps some of you feel the same. She's there working hard, trying to prepare things, trying to serve Jesus, and she asks for a little bit of help from her sister Mary, who, let's be honest, doesn't seem to be doing a whole lot, and Jesus, in return, rebukes her. What is going on here? Is this fair? We need to look a little deeper, I think, at this gospel to see what's going on, because there's a little bit of symbolism on display. Jesus certainly doesn't want to degrade Martha. Hospitality is a good thing at the time of Jesus and even now. But Jesus doesn't want that better part, 
that Mary has chosen to be taken away from her. So what is that better part? What has Mary chosen to do? We see in the gospel that Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to his word. In Luke's gospel, which we've heard from today, sitting at the feet of someone and listening to their word is symbolic for being a disciple. When Luke has Mary sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to his words, he's telling us that Mary has chosen to be a disciple, to follow Jesus, to go out and ultimately fulfill his mission in the world. Mary is not gonna always remain there at his feet, but will ultimately go out to serve. We read in Acts of the Apostles that Paul was a disciple of Gamaliel before coming to Jesus, a Jewish rabbi. And this is expressed by saying that Paul sat at the feet of Gamaliel. Here we see that Mary is doing the same. She sits at the feet of Jesus. This symbolizes she has decided to be a disciple of Jesus, to serve Jesus in her life, and Jesus does not want this taken away from her. Discipleship is central to each of our lives, and from this, all else flows. In the gospel today as well, we see an even more radical message that all people, all baptized people without exception, are called to be disciples and to live this to the full. All baptized are called to use their talents to build up the kingdom of God, to create the kind of world that God wants in our families, our parish, in our cities. There are no kind of two classes of Christians. At the time of Jesus, some people perhaps, um, or at the time of Luke, especially when he's writing, some people would have thought that a woman could not be a full disciple of Jesus. And so Luke is writing this kind of account of Martha and Mary to respond to this. Martha, as we have, Mary, as we have heard, has chosen to be a disciple of Jesus, and Martha is criticizing her for her choice. And it's though Luke has put onto the words or the mouth of Martha this critique at some people of Luke's time that a woman such as Mary should not be a disciple. She should be caught up in more domestic affairs. And Jesus' response is strong. No, Mary, a woman, anyone really, is supposed to follow Jesus to the full. There are no kind of two classes of Christians, of followers of Christ. Today, we can fall into a similar trap. Maybe we might think sometimes that there's kind of categories of Christians. Some are more important than others. Some are called to the mission of Jesus in a fuller way. We might categorize people and think, okay, we have the Pope, the clergy are more important than regular Catholics, regular Christians. But that's not the case. All Christians, all baptized, are called to follow the mission of Jesus to the full. The following story, which probably is not true, kind of illustrates this, and maybe you've heard it. Uh, a Pope once went to go visit the United States, and he arrives at the airport, and a limo driver, the driver was a good Catholic, he comes to pick up the Holy Father at the airport. And the Holy Father greets the limo driver and he says, okay, I have a bit of a strange request for you. You know, being in the Vatican, I don't get to drive a car very often, so maybe we could switch it up. So I'll sit in the front and I'll drive the limo and you can get in the back behind the tinted glass and you can sit back there. And the limo driver, of course, he's a good Catholic, he's gonna listen to what the Pope says so they do this, the Pope gets in the front in the driver's seat, and the, the chauffeur gets in the back behind the tinted glass. And as the Pope kind of pulls out of the airport, it becomes clear that he kind of likes to speed. So he gets onto the freeway, he accelerates, he accelerates faster, and soon he's speeding. And before you know it, he catches the attention of a police officer who pulls him over to the side of the road. He kind of knocks on the window. 
The Pope rolls down the window and the police officer sees the Pope and gets a bit surprised, doesn't know what to do. So he goes back to his cruiser and he calls his boss and he says, boss, I have a problem. I pulled over someone really, really important who has been speeding. And the boss says, well, uh, don't worry about it. Just give the guy a speeding ticket. What's the problem? How important could he be? Is it the mayor? And he says, no, no, it's someone way more important than the mayor. And his boss says, well, who is it? The governor. And the police officer says, no, way more important than the governor. And then the, the boss of the police officer is kind of getting frustrated and says, well, who is it? Is it the president? And the police officer says, no, even more important than the president. And the boss is just beside himself at this time. He says, well, who could it possibly be? And he says, well, boss, I don't know how to put it to you, but I'll put it to you this way. The person's so important that he has the Pope as his chauffeur. <laughs> so anyway, what I like about this story is it kind of flips around our expectations. We expect the Pope to be ultimately the important person. And of course, the Pope is important. But this story shows us that that chauffeur, someone we might not consider to be so important, gets elevated, gets lifted very high. And the same thing goes for all of us baptized. We're all of equal dignity. We're all blessed by God. And we're all called to use our talents to be disciples of Jesus and to build up the kingdom of God. So in today's readings, then, we find two very important values about what every Christian community, every parish should look like. These values of hospitality, that we can be a welcoming parish, a community, a family, where all are made to feel at home, and this value of discipleship, where all are called ultimately to follow Jesus, to build up the kingdom of God, and to use their talents to the full. So this for my, is really my first time being pastor here, my first kind of assignment as pastor here at St. Peter's, so I'm very joyful, very excited. I'm gonna do my best, but of course, I'm gonna make some mistakes. I'm gonna have to learn. So I appreciate that as I begin, that as we get started, I appreciate your patience, your prayer, and your support, ultimately, as we journey together, following Jesus along this path of discipleship.